heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm back. This is episode number 136 of YWC Football Talk, week 14 of the NFL season. And for me and my co-host, it's the bye week blues this week as the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles are on the bye week. But Markeem, how are we feeling? Is it the blues? Is it oh, the you know blues? What? It, how about this? How about this? It's not the blues. It's like the non-stressful like week. It's the week where you don't have to worry about anything. Your team is good, though. You know what I mean, though? Like You don't have to worry about like <laughs> watching your team and stressing out over them no matter how good or bad your team is. It's just that week you can sit back and watch football. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a little yeah. sad, though, because the lack of big college games. But, you know, it's cool. Hey, I mean, Army and Navy, man. That hasn't been a big game in, like, so long, Griff. <laughs> okay, because okay, I know the other day uh, you posted a Snapchat saying how bad the game was. And I remember saying, um, oh, I enjoyed the game. I loved it. The one, <laughs> the one key where we should have known what the game was going to be like was if you go to Bill Belichick's interview with Lisa Salters, he's wearing a Navy face mask. And yeah, no one yeah. clued in at that moment, but after the game, everyone's like, <laughs> we should have seen this coming. He's running a Navy offense. He's wearing the mask. Yeah, that um, that that win, man. That win ruined that game. That game was so boring. <laughs> That's the most boring, close game I've ever watched in my life. It was boring. You know what's funny, though? Two of my favorite Patriot victories in the last three years were both horrible games. That one and Super Bowl 53. Oh, my God. What a terrible game. But, I mean, what? I felt... Wasn't that wait that wait am I, is that the Rams win is that the Rams win that was the Rams one. Oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh man we were doing other shit during that game like we weren't even paying attention uh, a friend of mine started singing karaoke nobody was paying attention nobody uh, you know what I don't I don't blame him though like it's one of those games where if you're not a fan of the team it sucks it's like me with Super Bowl fifty like Super Bowl fifty I was bored as hell during that game the uh, Broncos Panther Super Bowl. Right, that's that's a bad game too. You know yeah. what? You know you know what's wild because like back in the day, like the Super Bowl was never a good game. But then we were blessed with like it always being a good game. That when it's bad, it feels really bad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, I get you. Like every year, you're looking forward to this great game because if you look on the last ten years, even too, like in the 2010s. I can only pick out a handful of Super Bowls that either were bad, like. I don't even consider the blowout of the Seahawks and Broncos to be a bad game. Oh, yeah, that was entertaining. It was so many layers to what was going on. Yeah, that was yeah, entertaining. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I still remember with that game. I was like, coming in that, coming out of half, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give the Seahawks, I'm going to give the Broncos a chance. And then uh, Percy Harvard ran it back to the house. And I'm like, yeah, game over. No. That, 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 was, that was surreal. That whole thing was surreal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but with you saying the lack of college, uh, the lack of college football this week, I just wanted to ask you personally. I asked my other guest on Sunday, Keegan, about this. You okay with the college football playoff and all that stuff? You like the rankings and how it played out? Um, I feel like you kind of you don't have a choice because the season is so random. It, it was so random this year. Like the uh, Georgia and Bama playing out the way it did, which I kind of saw coming. Uh, you have to include both of them. Um, 
you know, Michigan beating Ohio State, taking care of business. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to include the Big Ten winner. It was the second best conference. <laughs> it's fine. Cincinnati's undefeated. They earned their way here. They've, they've been impressive in the games they need to impress. Um, and I don't think that there'll be a cakewalk for anybody. You know I mean? No, I know everyone's saying like, oh, is, uh, what's Bama's odds of covering uh, – what's ba- uh, Cincinnati's odds of covering? I think it's plus 13 is their spread at the moment. And I'm just here like, let's give let's give Cincinnati a chance. Like remember, they almost beat Georgia last year. Now obviously I know Georgia this year to last year. It's still two different teams. But they still held their own against an elite team in the SEC. The, the, we, the reason why I don't think that – although I think that they have the ability to keep this game close – the reason why I don't think it'll be close is because you're giving Nick Saban practically a month to prepare for these dudes. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I'm up. not say, I'm not saying there's a chance they're going to upset, but I still think I can still see a world where like they kind of like do a late backdoor cover, you know, or where the game's like it's kind of close, but then like Cincinnati really like puts their foot like not the Cincinnati Alabama really like just you know how like they could be cruising, but then you just full on accelerate and floor the gas pedal. Yeah, that's the, how to get see. the the thing the thing with Bama is that there's this myth that they play this physical SEC defense when really when they play good offenses they just kind of try and control the ball, which is you know the smart way the smart way. And Cincinnati's whole game is controlling the ball, so like I really don't know. I I do feel like they can score on them. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they have enough to stop what's on the other side of the ball. I think they'll just get outscored. You know what? I, I don't think they'll embarrass themselves, but I think they'll get outscored. If Cincinnati could come in here and hold their own and have a moral victory, then I think it's a win for that team and that program. <laughs> well, how is that program going to look next year? <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though, right? Where if they like, say, for example, if they lose like 42 to nothing, then yeah, it's like, okay, why did we put a group of five in the college football playoff? That's never going to happen again. Kind of like how, you know, um, Washington a few years ago, I think it was still the Cotton Bowl, and, or the Peach Bowl, excuse me, and Washington got their asses kicked by Alabama. Yeah, they and got, we haven't yeah, seen the team. Yeah, Washington got cooked by Bama, and we haven't seen them since. So if Cincinnati can lose this game, let's say, I don't know, 42 to 28, for example. Let's just throw a score out there. I don't think it looks as bad as, say, if it's like a like a 28 nothing blow, you know? Now, um... I can't see them winning, but if uh if uh what's it called if Austin starts slow, yeah, you know I mean I don't know. Like if um what did I say Austin, I meant Bama. If Alabama yeah. starts slow <laughs> what Because I was I was thinking about Auburn and uh, yeah. If they start slow like they did in the Auburn game, then uh who knows, man. Exactly, because it was two different Bama teams to what we saw against Auburn and Georgia. Georgia, they just came out flying and took advantage of every opportunity they got. And then, uh, and then with the Auburn game, yeah, they they had to wait until their backs were against the wall. And 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 that's and that's been Bama's mo. Like they uh they they start slow, and then people think they aren't as good as they are. They're, they're still a very very fucking good team. You know, what I mean, very good. Like the bet to me, the most complete offense in the country. You know, what I mean, and they're still that team. It's just they always start slow, and they would be undefeated had they not have started slow when it mattered. You know what I mean? They'd be undefeated now. So yeah, they should. They that, should be. That's why. Them. That's why when when they when they beat when they beat uh, when they beat uh, Georgia and it looked the way it looked. I was trying to tell Phil Nightmare Ten. Y'all know him. 
friend of the show. I was trying to tell him I was like the the dirty little secret about Georgia is uh is from from their quarterback play down to their running back by committee. The, that offense at times doesn't move the ball. They just kind of survive and their defense just, you know, keeps them in it. You know what I mean? So like it it always like this the final scores always look bad because they pretty much wear teams out, but their offense itself is not consistent. And I try to tell them. <laughs> and exactly. you saw what happened on Saturday. So. Oh yeah. Um and then Michigan Michigan, Georgia, I like I feel like everyone's anticipating it to be an Alabama Georgia rematch, but I honestly think if Michigan's defense because Michigan's defense, let's be honest, one of the best in the country. That's Aiden Hutchins. Pardon me? That's the calling card. That's the calling card. Yep. Yeah. If Michigan's defense can play the way they did against Ohio State and obviously against Iowa, against Georgia, and they can rattle Stenson Bennett, I think there's a chance Michigan wins this game. I feel like if Michigan is going to beat um, beat Georgia, it's by defense, not by offense. Even though, hey, the offense is great. Kate McNamara, great quarterback. Hassan Haskins, too, really good running back. But when you look at the defense, they got two dogs on the D-line. Bennett is going to have to make throws. And yeah. the bottom line, period, he's going to have to make throws. You know what? And I think like, if it comes down to him, if, they, if they're behind and it comes down to him winning the game for them at the end, Michigan will upset Georgia. Exactly. And you, know you, you, you know what? You know what? I'm going to pick it. I'm going to you know pick what? the upset. You know what? I'm doing it, too, um, because friend of the show, Joe Provost, who was on here before Michigan-Ohio State, you remember him from the draft show, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Big Michigan man. He was at the Big Ten Championship, and he's going to be at the Orange Bowl, actually, on New Year's Eve. Okay. Yeah, he's a, a Wolverine fan, right? Yeah, he's a Wolverine through and through. But, um, no, because I'm just saying with this game where – you know how everyone was saying, like, they're waiting for Mac Jones, and we'll get into that in a minute, that they're waiting for him to, you know, have that game where he's got to win it? That's what I think the Michigan defense has to pressure Stenson Bennett into doing. They have to pressure him into getting the throw off. And, and and honestly, you've seen him all year. Do you think he can do that against that pass rush? Who, Stenson Bennett or Mac Jones? You, do you think Bennett can do it against that pass rush? You know what? Honestly, I don't I think do so. They, bull, like, they bullied <laughs> Iowa all night long in the Big Ten Championship. They bullied everyone. <laughs> well, everyone, but you know what I mean, though. Like, even that's, how, that's, that's how they win. <laughs> They play bully ball, and you know what? That goes a long way. Like, I even remember, too, the Nebraska game where they had to go punch and punch, and eventually Nebraska fell off a cliff after that. Um, look, it's the same sort of thing where they just eventually, when they comes time and their backs are against the wall, their defense is going to lay it on you, and they're not afraid to get after the quarterback and hit. So they're going to force Bennett into that situation. I'm going Michigan. Yeah, I can't. I The more I think about it, because I was like, oh, George is going to win this game. And then – I was listening to uh, who was that talking? I don't remember. I think it might have been Tim Tebow, and he was uh, yeah, it was Tim Tebow, and he was arguing for Georgia. He was like, "This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." And I was like, "You're not really convincing me, Tim. I'm going Michigan." <laughs> you know, right now because he was because he he was like he was like the running back cut by committee thing. Although people who have criticized it. It has been it, it has worked to an unprecedented degree for Georgia. And I was like, none of that really matters when you're playing against the best front four in the entire country. Who cares how many running backs 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? So, oh, 100%. The other thing I was going to say while you were talking there about Tim Tebow, Georgia's a seven and a half point favorite for this game. And that's fair. I, I do think that's fair. Absolutely. It is too. It is too. But you know what? If you're asking me who to put my money on, I, I might be leaning putting my money on, on Michigan there to cover that. Oh, I, I, I think they're going to win. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it. I, I, I think it's easy money. Um, I'm quickly just going to gloat here and say, I know we were talking about Monday night was a boring game, but last time you were on here, the Patriots had just lost to the Buccaneers and we were one and three since then we've gone eight and one. I'm, 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 I'm not, I don't want to come here claiming that we're, th- we're going to be in the Super Bowl and all this stuff. But like, if you had asked me a year ago, if you told me a year ago that the Patriots would be nine and four in first place in the AFC, I probably would have laughed at you considering at this time last year, we only had, we, I think we were six and seven. We were actually playing on this very week and we got our asses kicked by the Rams on Thursday night football. Well, you guys have the greatest coach in history. So that's how you guys have been winning. <laughs> exactly. He's the, he's the goat. I can comfortably say that now. I I used to have my reservations about saying it before, but I think Belichick this season especially has proven he is the goat. It's just there's he he is taking a rookie quarterback who let's call it what it is. Mac Jones has played well, but he still has protected him. And like you can make a legit argument that they might be the best team in that conference right now, which is kind of nuts to say with that dude. Can I be honest with you though? There's no other team in the AFC that I'm like, okay, like they like they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Like, you know, in the NFC, how you have like people still have their reservations about the Cardinals and everyone's saying, oh, it's the Bucks, the Packers, the Rams. There's all these teams. I feel like with the AFC, when you look at it, like, do does Baltimore scare me? No, I I, I personally Not at all. Baltimore Not at all. I think is a little overrated. Um, Tennessee, we'll see what happens with them. Kansas City. For as good as their defense has been playing, they're like Kansas City this year is reminding me of Seattle from last year. You know how with Seattle last year, like the first half of the season, offense was going, but then the defense was bad. But then after a while, like Seattle's offense was getting really wonky, but then the defense was winning them games. That to me is what the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. Now I'm not saying Kansas City's gonna be as bad as Seattle next year. I'm just saying Mahomes is gonna have to go out there and consistently win games big and just put and go back to himself to make me at least believe that they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And then with Buffalo, like, look, Buffalo's got an easy stretch. They're going to be in the I'm playoffs. here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Had a bit of a snafu. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, did, you hear, did you hear any of the what I just said? Yeah, or? yeah, I heard what you said. And I okay. agree. I agree. Yeah. Because even, too, like, I feel like I love how people – I just want to go back to Arizona, how they have the reservations about them. I, I think Arizona, look, I, I'm confident in saying Kyler, I think, can win a game, but – and I'll say this too, I think if any team needs to win home field advantage more in the playoffs, it is Arizona. Because I think if Arizona has to go to Green Bay, they're not winning. Oh, I agree. 100%. I agree. Yeah, I know I people say that. I think uh, Arizona, first time in the playoffs, um, pretty much like with a young, you know what I'm saying, a young core in general. Yeah, I mean, no. I don't know. Not at all. Exactly, because like if, if they, Green Bay has to travel there, it is what it is. Like last time, really good game, but then this time around, like if it's the opposite way around, like yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't trust it. Um, going on to third, and also too, I'm gonna say with Mac Jones, it reminds me so much of like 20 years ago, like how look the defense is dominant, and Bill is perfectly playing puppet master with his quarterback. I'm not saying and, we're gonna to win. Me, 
And to me, Jones has like looked a little better. Not not I know Monday isn't the best example of that, but I do feel like he's looked a little better each week. He's played mistake free football. Now he's throwing interceptions and he's had moments where he's had his rookie moments, but he's not out there playing like you know how Trevor Lawrence, for example, or Zach Wilson, like those guys, like they there's moments with those guys where it's like, okay, you can look like a rookie. Mac hasn't had that moment yet, which kind of scares me, but at the same time, too, I feel like it's all about coaching when it comes to these rookies. And you see truly the good coaches can get a good hold on their rookies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And moving on to this week's slate now, just obviously, look, look, we'll talk about it. Um, Pittsburgh versus Minnesota. I know this wasn't talked a lot about, but this is um, Pittsburgh's, uh, what should be Ben Roethlisberger's last season. My question for you is quickly with Ben. I'm saying this. He's, he's a Hall of Famer in my eyes. I know the back half of his career hasn't been that special, but he's top five in QB wins all time. He's won two Super Bowls. He's Actually, I just saw this on it because I've been a film network on the background. He is tied for second for most seasons with one team. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer in Europe if you think he's a Hall of yeah. Famer? Or is he, okay, that's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe you asked me that. <laughs> hey, I'm, I, that's the questions. It's my job as host. I got to ask the questions. Who, who who actually believes Ben Roethlisberger isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. There's probably people – there's probably, you know, all the people out there who are, like, younger who don't realize, like, what he did back in the day who think he's washed. It's like, yeah, he's just older and his time has come and gone. But – and remember this, too. He reached – I believe he made it to the AFC Championship game in his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah, and they made the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah, and he won. And then won he won the Super Bowl, yeah. Mm-hmm. In what arguably is probably one of the greatest Super Bowl – winning catches in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. A dime to San Antonio Holmes. Like, Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest QB in Pittsburgh Steelers history. The Pittsburgh Steelers are probably the second or third greatest, you know, organization in the history of the NFL. He's we, the first ballot Hall of Famer. We did this last Thursday. We ran through Terry. I know because you're the first one to say it to me. We ran through Terry Bradshaw's stats and – you're right. If he was playing in today's NFL, he would not have been as good as he was back in the 70s. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Yep. No, like literally, like we, I, as soon as we were bringing that up, I'm like, we literally ran down it. His QBR and stuff was horrible. It's like even to Joe Namath is the same way where, I don't know if you know this, but Joe Namath finished his career with 30 more picks than touchdowns. He's only yeah, yeah. in fame because of I, that guarantee. Yeah, the guarantee. But I also think Namath's a bit different because Namath played on a lot of bad teams. Like a lot of bad teams. That's fair. That's fair. But, but you know, Bradshaw, what's his excuse? <laughs> I mean, he so some of his offensive weapons he had, like, look. Allworth and Swan. Like, what, what are we doing right now? Franco Harris. For God's sakes, he had one of the greatest defenses in NFL history in the Steel Curtain. Yeah. One of the best centers in NFL history, and Mike Webster, rest in peace. Um, and even too, it's like how we talked about before, where the Steelers, three coaches in fifty-five years, or fifty-three years, excuse me. Yeah, that's crazy to think about, man. That's that's crazy. For as especially, good or bad especially as when you are, have people like the 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 Browns who change coaches every season, or you know what I mean. Or the Jaguars, all the coaches they've been through, and they're, you know what I'm saying, a new organization. And look at the Texans, and it's just wild. It's wild when you think about that. Exactly. Like, I even know, like, for example, like Baltimore, Harbaugh's been there a while. Peyton's been in New Orleans for a while. Belichick, obviously, in uh, New England, Carroll, and Seattle. But, like, 
to go through 53 coaches, 53, 53 coaches in three years. What the hell? <laughs> three coaches in 50 years. That is, I, I still say this, that the Steelers are, in my opinion, the best run organization in the history of the NFL. Now I know I like to say the Patriots, but when you look over it from the courses of time and how consistent ownership has been with the Rooney family, you can't look at a better model organization. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, honestly, I, I kind of think it is the Pats, man. Oh, it is now, but I have to say, like, if you're looking over the course of time. Yeah, um, I, well, well, yeah, throughout the duration of the NFL, yes, but, like. Over the last the, 20 the, years, no. Yeah, the Patriots have done everything the Steelers have done in 50 years and 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, God it's kind of crazy. <laughs> no, I just want to go into this game for a second for tonight, because the question comes up on the on the screen right now as they show Najee Harris doing a butterfly stretch. Do you think the Steelers can still make a run to the postseason, or do you think they're going to just be on that team, like you know, just on the outside looking in? What's the rest of their schedule like? Because I didn't let you put me on the spot, Griff. It's all good. I figure, you know what, because we'll get into the game in a second, but we'll talk about it. And like I say, I'm just doing my job as host, that's all, as my internet's a little slow, so i got to load it up. So they have the Vikings today, obviously. Then they have the Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. Okay, the Titans, I think that's a win, just because all the injuries they've been going against. Um, which Browns team is going to show up? <laughs> That's the question I ask. Um, who won the first matchup with the Ravens? Who won? The there was the game on Sunday. Remember the uh, Ravens decided to go for two with like oh yeah 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 like okay, yeah, that, was past, that was past week yeah I'm tripping. Um, hmm. Let's say they go. They're six, five, and one right now, and they've got they got five games left, so they're six, five, and one. I mean, it's it's possible, but like I don't know. The AFC is kind of bad, so I don't know. Maybe it's funny though because the AFC is so bad. Yet every team that's in the hunt in the NFC is under five hundred. <laughs> this is all the best teams are in the NFC. You're but gonna I- have. Yeah, that's the thing. The NFC is so front loaded that the rest is just like it's like a roller coaster. It's like I mean, if we're gonna be real, there's only like really three teams that can win this whole thing, if you ask me. But I'd say so too. I'd probably say well, I I agree with that. Who are your three? Probably what Patriots, Packers, and uh, Bucks. Yeah, that's it. You know why I think the I'm just gonna go on a thing. You know why I think the uh, Packers though. Because they finally have a good defense. Aaron Rodgers' only two rules when the Packers actually had a really solid defense. Yeah, they're um, yeah, and then you know Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers on top of the good defense. Like, so, yeah, they're they're complete. To me, like if the if the playoffs started today, I would I would bet on them to like win this whole thing. I, I I'm still I I'm stupid. Like a month ago, I should have bet on the Patriots to like win the AFC East or win the get to the Super Bowl because the odds have shot shot down significantly. But oh man, um, now with this game tonight, Minnesota and if, uh, Pittsburgh. If, if they get home field, man, it's hard to it's hard to win there. Oh it's yeah, hard. if we if we if we win number one seed, it's gonna be really hard to argue against the Pats. Um, I still think Buffalo, by the way, will get in. Because if you look at the rest of their schedule, they have Tampa this Sunday, which I find hysterical. You come off a bad loss to the Patriots. Now you have to go play Tom Brady, who's tormented you for 20 years. That's hilarious. And then you have Carolina. And then you have New England again. 
and then you have Atlanta and New York. So the Bills are seven and five right now. They should only really lose maybe the Bucs game and maybe the Patriots game. Besides that, I think they win their other three. I, th- I think they'll get the Patriots, though. It's hard to beat a team twice like that. It wouldn't shock me. I think uh, I, yeah. I even said that, too. I think in order for us to win the division, we have to split. But I'll also say this to the Patriots. I think their chances of winning the division have gone up, too, because they're in conference record. They only have one loss. That's the other big thing to look at for tiebreakers and stuff too, especially with the Patriots and the Ravens. Cause I believe the Ravens, all their losses have come against the uh, AFC. Meanwhile, the Patriots out of their four lot out of their four losses, three were against the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm inclined to believe that, uh, they'll, they'll win a division. They'll win a division. Basically control their own destiny at this rate. Yeah. 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 Uh, In fact, you know, I, I'm, you know, I think they'll probably get the one seed also. You know what, man? You know what, man? They'll 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 probably make the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> Cause I, I I it's hard for me to just imagine any of these teams in the AFC going to Foxborough, you know what I'm saying, in that environment, you know what I'm saying, and that, you know, in the with the weather being what it is, with Bill Belichick being the season as he is, yeah. You know I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that any of these teams, the way they currently look, can go in there and beat them in the playoffs. Oh, exactly. My question. That's not saying the Pats are great. That's just saying that it's, you know, it'll be difficult. Oh, exactly. I feel like the NFL secretly is rooting for a Patriots box Super Bowl. I feel like they're secretly rooting for that. Like, part of me would love that, but part of me would also hate that because of the buildup for the two weeks. And, and you know what I hate the most about that? Who was really the one behind the success of the Patriots? <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's, that's all we have two weeks. And, and, then, and then regardless of the result, we still won't know. You know what they're gonna do? They would literally ask that question every day, but they would like find a new way to slice it. It's like, okay, who's so? What? Who's this? Who would this game mean more for if they win? Belichick's legacy or Brady's legacy? Who is more behind the Patriots? Brady oh, or Belichick? Now only, we know it's each only one, one. There's only one answer to that question, though. Who would it mean more to? Definitely Belichick. Oh, without question. Without one hundred percent. You know, like I feel like Brady kind of got his wish, like when they won in Foxborough earlier this year. But I feel like the Super Bowl. For Belichick to get his, for Belichick to get ranked number seven, and for the Patriots to then go into first place for most Super Bowls all time, that would mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it would shut up the people that that go, well, he can't win without Tom Brady. It shut him up. Like think about think about this really. Think about that team last year. You know, finishing seven and nine with Cam Newton. Look how Cam Newton looks right now. He's awful. I mean, the fact they even went seven and nine. With that dude playing on the center, that says a lot about Bill Belichick. Like, yeah, you need to stop. Everyone needs to stop fronting on this dude, man. He's he's incredible. <laughs> oh, dude, a hundred percent. Like, it's it. But that's the thing. We live in a world of everyone likes to compare point A to point B. But I'll say this about the Patriots, though: they can make it to the wild card round, the divisional round, and lose. I still think it's a successful season. Now Absolutely. I know people are going to say Absolutely. that, but look, when we have when we're a team that had zero expectations to get to the playoffs this year. I don't think there's really any there's there's no losing. We're in a win-win situation right now. Because all I heard was the Bills are easily going to win that division again. That's all I heard this year. That's all I heard coming into the season. Absolutely. I stopped saying that after they lost to Jacksonville and put up six points to them. <laughs> like, like absolutely. Regardless of what happens, they make the playoffs. To me, it's a success with a rookie, a dude that you know. What I mean, he hasn't killed him, hasn't shot him in the foot. Yeah, it's a success. Whatever happens. Yeah, exactly. 100%.
But anyway, just to go on to Sunday slate and the weekend slate now and tonight's slate, I forgot to ask you, Vikings, Steelers, which way are you leading? Uh, this is a must win for the Steelers. I think they win. I, I've been on the Steelers to cover all week, but also here's the fun thing too. Remember, Kirk Cousins does not win in primetime. I think his record, like, I know Monday Night Football, I think it's at least it's 0-8 or 0-9. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. <laughs> He's awful. <laughs> Oh, like the man. Vikings, for example, if they miss the playoffs, it's a failed season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. Without Mike question. Zimmer, I think, also, too. Blow, also blow all this shit up. Blow it oh, all. he's getting fired. But even, too, right now on the NFL Network, the graphic, the Vikings now, the Vikings have 380-plus total yards per game allowed in each of the last two seasons, both of the worst under Mike Zimmer. Jesus. He's a defensive coordinator. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, give me the Steelers to win this game. I think the Steelers, too. I feel like everyone's trying to. I feel like everyone's trying to push the Vikings to win because you know they're like, oh, they'll bounce back after losing to Detroit. But even still, when the fact Detroit, you had to come back against Detroit and you still lost, I think speaks volumes compared to the Steelers who held their own against a very good Baltimore Raven team. Yeah, wow. yeah. And now moving on to that game, Ravens at uh, Browns, which. Martim, I got to run this down for you because we thought this. Uh, you got to hear the Ravens schedule for the rest of the year. So after they have Cleveland this week. Then they have versus Packers at Bengals versus Rams versus Steelers. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I feel like they win this week. and uh, But after that, though, ooh, it's, it's tough. Everyone's like, I, everyone's so down on them to like lose this game. And everyone's thinking, you know what, Cleveland's back after the bye. Look, I think Cleveland's still a good football team, but I just think Baker's not 100% healthy. He's not all there. I, I gotta go Baltimore to bounce back to win this game. I, I just have to. Oh. Yeah. Cause uh but because they, they got hell waiting for them. So yeah, I think they win this game. Exactly. And then the next one, which I'm going on an upset here, Dallas Cowboys are the football team. Give me the football team to win this. I don't, game. I don't know about that. I don't know about I'm doing that, it. Grim. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Cause I don't know if you've oh, seen man. this though. I don't know if you've seen this. Mike McCarthy today came out and said, we're going to win this game. I'm confident in that. I'm like, oh, it's not oh, I, did, I did of that. not see that. I, I just think, that. too, this is like a trap game situation, you know, where everyone thinks like, hey, Dallas is back on track and stuff like that. But they've really been struggling the last month or so. Because think about it. They got killed by Denver, but then they beat Atlanta. Then they looked bad against KC. They basically shot themselves in the foot on Thanksgiving. And then last week, I know they won, but they, 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 kinda, they couldn't get a lot going on offense against the Saints. Yeah, but this is this is Washington, man. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is I don't know, man. This is I, I I can't I can't pick the football team to win. I just can't do it. I, I'm doing it. I, I'm doing it. You know what? I'm fucking. I'm I'm riding with them. I know it's I know it sounds crazy and I know it sounds silly, but you know what? I'm I'm going with my gut on this one. I think there's a chance. I think the football team can win this game. Oh man, yeah. Well, what's the spread on this one? Four and a half. Even I think that's a bit too. <laughs> it's 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 Washington, man. It's just I don't know. I can't do it. I feel like too Washington's gonna be in like a square one next year where it's like, hey, we can go get a quarterback or we can stick with Heineke, but they'll still stick with Heineke and then they'll kinda like be a bit of a struggle. But I also feel like this year everyone was expecting them, hey, they made this great run, won the division last year, they're gonna be right there. But they got off to a really slow start. So that's my that's my only thing with them. That's all. Like, look. I I feel like too. 
as a host, I feel like I'm going to start to gain more notoriety if I start making crazy takes. So you know what? <laughs> plant the seeds. I, I don't think they're terrible, man. But I, I, I can't, I can't pick them to win this game. I, I just can't. <laughs> oh no, I'm, 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 I'm sticking with it. Screw it. Um, which, by the way, their schedule for the rest of the year is literally. Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, yeah. Eagles, Giants. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's, it's just NFC East. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, they literally have not played an NFC East team since week two, three months ago. So, so if they make a run, now's the time. Now oh, is the time. 100%. So, but you, it, it's not starting this week. <laughs> it's not. Uh, well, I don't know. At home, I don't know. Yeah, they, they weirdly have won their last two games 17 to 15. Yeah, I, 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 I can't pick them. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I can't pick them. <laughs> All good. Um, next game is Kansas City versus uh, Vegas. My question for you is with this game. So the spread is 10 points. Can the Raiders cover, or do you think the Chiefs blow them out once again? Yeah, I think the Raiders cover. I don't think they'll kill them like that. But I, I don't think they'll win. But, yeah, they can cover. You know what? I agree with that. I have the same thing. I have Chiefs to win, but I have Raiders to cover. Yeah. I think the Chiefs kind of hold it closer. I know their defense has been looking a little shaky, but I still think, look, offensively, they can they can still get some stuff done. But I think a big thing, too, is going to be if Darren Waller plays. Man, at any moment, that team can explode. Like, it, it just happens. It's just not as consistent as it has been in the past, but they do have stretches where they just look unbelievable. So. Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's games where it's like, yo, the Raiders are so good. But then here's the other thing, too. If they make the playoffs, considering all the stuff they've gone through over the last two months, it will say a lot. Because think about it. They had their coach get fired, and then they had the horrible, obviously, incident with Henry Ruggs. So the fact, too, that there's all that off-field stuff going on and they're still playing competitive football, it, that's pretty impressive in my books. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, hell, you know how I felt about their former coach, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also think, too, that Rich, Bas- Rich Basaki is the only the coach because, look, it was like, hey, yeah, you, you're doing this. I feel like I don't think they'll hire him full time next offseason. I think they'll go out and get someone else. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. That's the thing. I feel Cause like because if it goes well, I mean, how can you not let them give it a try? If they make the playoffs, yes, but I feel like if they just miss, I feel like you could even just have them go back to being the special teams guy, and then you bring in someone to be the head coach. That's all. I don't know. I've always been a proponent that if the interim guy, and this is any sport, this isn't just football, if the interim guy does well, like really well, give them a shot the next season. What you got to lose? You know what? I I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm 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 for that. That's all right. Uh, next two games, because um, I'm going to say this because both these games should be horrible. We have Seahawks at Texans and Jaguars at Titans. Both are eight-and-a-half-point spreads. Do we give the Texans and the Jags any chance? Because I don't. Man, the Titans are so injured and beat up that even still, like, the Jags have been so bad, I, I can't do it. But, yeah, I thought, I, I, I'll I be honest with you. I thought that – sorry to cut you off, but – um, with Jacksonville, I thought I picked them last week to cover the spread at 13 and a half thing. And you know what? Hey, maybe they'll keep it close to find a way. And then I was proven quickly like, yeah, no, this team is not proving shit. What, not what, what, what do we know of Trevor Lawrence, man? Like, is he just like, I know he's, a, I understand rookie, rookie mistakes and all that stuff, but there are times where he just has looked just, just God awful. 
Just... But even <laughs> but even to his receiving core is horrible. I, I I know I know, and that that's why I'm you know I I give him the benefit of the doubt, but like. Still, like some some of like the mistakes that I've seen him make, like you you can't do that, man. You you just can't. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, too. Because even still, like I was saying, like the offense and then the whole ETN injury. But at the same time, too, do we still feel like the cons are going to fire Urban at the end of the season, or do you think they'll keep him and then next year it's going to be the real? You got to do something, or you're out. I don't know, because. <laughs> The off the off field stuff is kind of calmed down, but the team isn't good. So I, I I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. You were literally on like that week of that. Remember yeah, that the week that happened? Yeah, that was horny. <laughs> old, that was the horny old man podcast. <laughs> yeah, that. So I I don't know, man. Like I feel like you let him finish the season, and then next year, like you give him to a point. Like if if let's say like week eight, we're not respectable. You you don't even get to finish this season. Like, bye. So, I'm gonna say this. So week eight, let's say they don't have their bye week by then. If they're not better than three and five, I think he goes. Like say yeah, if they're he, like he's gone. one and seven or two and six, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. I think it's just it's as simple as that. Look, like you have to you have to see something. You just can't go, hey, you know what, everything's fine. No, you can't do that. Especially because, you know, like you said, like we said, rookie quarterback, and he needs someone who will, you know, coach him, help his confidence, things like that. Urban Meyer's a college coach, man. Yeah, you know I mean, this is his first time doing this, so I, I don't know if if they, if they're struggling. You know, I mean, halfway through the next season, though, no excuse. He has to go. Not one hundred. Not one hundred percent. And that's um, my guy, man. It pains me to say that, but yeah. You know what? It's just like it's one of those like unfortunate realities. Um, and then like I said to the other games, Seahawks and Texans. Like literally, I look at this game and I'm just like terrible. Yeah, who gives a, who gives a damn? Literally, <laughs> who gives a damn? <laughs> but it, oh my god, this is a game where I'm looking at that eight and a half point spread and I'm like, is there a chance that Houston can even cover this? And I'm just like, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Like this is a game literally where if you're betting on these games Sunday, avoid this game. Do not do not even look at it. This will be the game that I like to coin the face from uh part of my take of Barcelona Sports of this is the game that Red Zone will ignore. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's because <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Like honestly, this is one team that is bad and one team that is a disaster. Who gives a damn? Exactly. I love the laugh. Just the simple, like, who gives a damn? Oh my god! Even this. I mean, I, I guess, I guess the Seahawks, but who cares? There's who a cares? lot of games. There's a lot of games this week that are like, who cares? Like even this one too, like Saints and Jets. Like I know the Saints. Like, look, ever since they were good, and then James got hurt when they were they were five and two. Then he got hurt. It hasn't been good since. This game against the Jets, though, I'm looking at it like five and a half points. I'm like, I can see a world where the Saints. You know what? They bounce back because. When it comes to defenses, I trust the Saints D more than the Jets D, especially last week after the Jets D after the Jets D got walked all over by Gardner Mitchell. At least if you're a Jets fan, you could say, Well, you know, let's see how let's see if they play better. Let's see how they play. Yeah, you know I mean there's something that there's at least something there to latch on to. You know what I mean? With yeah. 
the Saints, like, bro, your your season's in the shitter because you you were good. Your guy, you know what I'm saying, when you were good, went down and hasn't been good since. It's a lost season. But at least with the Jets, you know, you didn't expect to be great coming into it. But, you know, at least you can kind of see what's going on, see what's there, things like that. That being said, I think the Saints win. Oh, 100%. 100%. I still think, like, yeah, if you have to ask me, if it's like one of those, like, you know, this is going to sound dark, but, like, you know, those, like, gun to your head situations, like, if you have to say, if, if you have to absolutely make a pick, I, I'm going with the Saints here. I think this is an ugly, uh, ugly game though, where the under of forty three and a half, uh, forty three hits though. Yes, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awful. It's gonna be a bad game. <laughs> and then even too, we have Carolina and Atlanta. Like, I don't know, but I again, who gives a who gives a fuck? Like, bro. Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm gonna be busy on Sunday. I'm so happy that I'll be busy on Sunday. Who cares a- about this game? Who who is possibly excited? About the Panthers and the Falcons. This who, who <laughs> who's gathering their friends together to watch Panthers and Falcons on Saturday? I mean on Sunday. Who's doing that? The one thing I didn't realize until now, though, that they're both five and seven. Like, like they found a way to win five games. But like, if you look at the if you look at the losses for the, especially with the uh, Panthers, excuse me, like oh, not the Panthers, the Falcons, like. Like, OK, they held their own with Tampa last week, but then they got killed by the Patriots. Twenty five, nothing. They got killed by Dallas, forty-three to three. And then yeah, when they when they lose, they lose. You know what I mean? They just <laughs> they when they lose, it's bad. Exactly. It's not just like oh yeah yeah you lose. No, you like you lose and you get your ass kicked in the process. Yeah. Well, but this game, I'm going. I'm going Panthers. Like it's one of those things. Like look, if I have to pick someone, I'm going Panthers. I I, I don't know Griff. I, I don't know. Does it does it matter? Does it really matter? You what does what? this no. change? <laughs> it changes absolutely nothing. Oh man, I, I guess the pen. You know, you know, I'll be different. I pick the Falcons. Fuck it, whatever. All right, all right, cool. And then even too, like we have Lions and Broncos to open up the four o'clock window. What do we do? What? What? <laughs> who was responsible? I, I know they didn't know this would happen. I know they didn't know, but God damn it, man! Like, <laughs> who I'll cares? Tell I'll tell you this still. I know it's a who cares game, but I'm doing the same thing I'm doing with KC. Denver to win, Detroit to cover. Detroit's actually eight and four on the year against the spread. No, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, well, like they've only gotten blown out like twice this year. Like, remember they had that back, they had the backdoor cover against uh, San Francisco, and then they only had gotten blown out like twice this year. There's a lot of games where it was close until the end. I just remember Thanksgiving was funny. These are two real NFL teams. One of my cousins said, <laughs> you know what? These are professionals, can... man. <laughs> you know what Thanksgiving was like? So, like, how it's like the first. So, say if we're eating a sandwich, you have a piece of bread, you have the meat and the cheese and the fixins and all the sauce and the veggies, if that's your thing, and then you have another piece of bread. It's basically eating a sandwich with fresh ingredients, but stale bread. That's what Thanksgiving football was yeah. this year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 And it but was. Even... I know it's tradition, but, like, the NFL has to look at it and be like, okay, get Detroit off of Thanksgiving until they're good. They won't, but they should. I mean, they they they, they makes too much money, man. Makes too That's much the money. They pack that stadium and makes too much money. Their attendance went down, like, 10,000 people from, like, the game on Thanksgiving to the game against Minnesota. That's this, this, that's how it is, man. That's just what it is. <laughs> and I just felt so bad. Like, even, too, during the game, it was funny because, like, they had the two halftime shows and like Big John's performing during that one, and I feel like in the stadium, no one gave a shit about it. 
<laughs> but yeah, that that being said, uh, the Broncos will probably win. But um, I don't know, man. I don't think they're terrible either. They're just they're just not entertaining. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, just, I don't like watching them. <laughs> that's a very fair thing. They're just they're not entertaining. Like they're 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 a frisky football team, but like they're not a team where you look at and you go, ooh, like you scare me, you know? Like like what stars on that team that's much watch on the Broncos? I like I like the rookie Javante Williams. But is he must see TV? That's the thing. No, like even too, like he's like they're, they're like they're good, but they're not like, oh my god, these guys are awesome. It's like tonight how I'm looking forward to watching Justin Jefferson play. Yeah, like he's he's box office. Yeah, must, to to quote Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> he is though. He he really is. Exactly. Like I'm not looking at like, oh my god, I have to watch this game for Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Fan. Yeah, nah, no, not but at here's all. The, but here's the thing though. The like I don't know if you've seen this, but the the Broncos are paying like like Cortland Sutton got an extension, Tim Patrick got an extension. They're all doing this. I feel like in the hopes that they're going to land one of these big fish quarterbacks in the off season. Finally, huh? <laughs> They've gone through ten quarterbacks since Manning retired. Yeah, but finally, yeah. Uh, but even too, like the next game on the slate, Giants at Chargers. Oh, um, well, yeah. The, you know the Chargers will probably win. You know they're fighting for their playoff lives. You know what I mean? Especially the, if Jake Fromm's a starter. The, the the Giants are annoyingly uh, inconsistent, annoyingly un- – they, they annoyingly underachieve all the time. There are, there's a lot of talent on that team, but they don't really fit well together. A ton of talent on that team, man. That's a very the pe- good the, – The pieces don't fit, though. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. The pieces, like, they're there, but they don't fit. Like, the Chargers – I feel like they're that team that, like, everyone's like – Daniel Jones is bad. You, you know that it? you know that meme because I was I actually have two memes for different teams. You know the bad luck Brian one from like 2011. Yeah, that's the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and then I feel like everyone for the Chargers waiting to like have a good season is you know that meme where it's like the guy poking the like I think he's poking something with a stick where it's like come on do something. I feel like that's the Chargers. Like we're all waiting for them to finally hit their peak and you know what be a playoff team, but their run defense has been horrible this year. I mean, this they're still in the mix though. They're that's not- the thing. They're not math, you know, they're not eliminated. They're no. still in the mix. I I still feel like they can I want to look at their schedule actually because I feel like we don't even I feel like this game is just pretty obvious that so we're picking the Chargers to win. Um but they have the so they have the Giants and they have the Chiefs and they have the Texans, they have the Broncos and the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're 7 and 5 right now, so let's see if they go to 8 and 5, 8 and 6, 9 and 6. I think this is a 10 and 7 football team. That might be enough. I think I honestly think ten and seven will be enough to get in the playoffs this year. Hell, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw an eight and nine team sneak in. Oh, Daniel Jones structural damage to the neck. Yeah. Ooh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You remember when they said he? Uh, he I, I. I knew. I knew it was bad. I didn't structural damage to the neck. Where did you see this, by the way? I just saw it. I saw it on um, what's it called it on uh, ESPN. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, and also, in good news with the Patriots as well, Hunter Henry uh, just gave birth to a his wife just gave birth to a baby boy on uh, Sunday. Oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Congrats! I just saw that. From I mean, Joe, 
But but like okay, I'm still reading about this Joel story. It was like the promising young quarterback. He was bad before he got hurt in week eleven. He's just bad. He's just he's not good, man. I wasn't on here since you know it's been a minute since I've been on here, so I just wanted to say that it's all good. <laughs> he's not good, man. Tonight, oh, so NFL memes posted a photo of both logos. Catch that we couldn't beat the Detroit Lions bowl tonight on Thursday night football. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I said that I had to say something about that, but no, we'll we'll ultimately see what happens with we'll ultimately see what happens. But like, look, I think I hell, I even think nine and eight. You might even see an eight and nine team sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, this year, man, like it's it's especially in the in the AFC because like all these teams towards the bottom they're still alive. Like if we're looking at it right now. All three teams in the wild card spots—the Chargers, Bengals, and Bills—all seven and five, and then you have the the Steelers at six, five, and one, Colts at seven and six, and then at six and six you have the Raiders, the Browns, the Broncos, and then the Dolphins at six. I still think there's a chance the Dolphins can run the table, considering two of their out of their four games left, they have the Jets, the Titans, the Saints, and the Patriots. I think there's a chance that team goes nine and eight, and they can find a way in. The last game is the Patriots. Yes. If they clinch, they might rest a lot of people. So, Patriots don't usually do that though. Even in the Brady day, they never. Yeah, really I, I, I know, I know, but still, yeah. they clinch. Who knows? I got you. Um, but then, like, finally- think, like, think about it. They decide, like, hey, let's get in here healthy. You know what I mean? And then maybe people play a half. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That's what I they usually know. do. That's what they usually did back in the day. They'd play like Brady and Gronk for a half. Um, so the, the last two games of the four o'clock window are actually pretty okay. We have the Bengals and the Charge, the Bengals and the Forty ers Okay, there we go. There we go. Two desperate teams. Okay, all right. I'm with it. I'm with you know it. You know what I'm going to call this game? You know what I'm going to call this game? Loser leaves town. I think the, whoever loses this game, yeah, I, they, think I think that they're done. Yeah. yeah. Because one seven and five, one six and six. Yeah, two desperate teams. You got one that's clinging on to a spot. They're both in, right? And they both in if the season ended. Yeah, if the season ended today, let's see. Uh, their Bengals and then Bengals uh, yeah, San, San Francisco would be in, but they play Green Bay in the in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I, just- I think I think these are two teams that are you know, fighting, like, they're actually, like, alive, alive in this thing. Yeah, you might be right. Loser leaves town. Exactly. I think I think it's the best way to do it. Um, and then, obviously, 425, the marquee match for the week, we have the Bills visiting the Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. I think the Bucks win. But um, that Niners game, though, man, I, I don't know. That don't Niners know. game is sneaky. That Niners game is a sneaky good game. Uh, when it comes down to it, I, I want to go. I want to go Niners just because I feel like I trust them more. But at the same time, too, they're still banged up. Uh, it's tough. That's a, it's a tough game. I think it's a toss up. Spreads only one and a half favoring the Niners. Man, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be it'd be cool. It'd be it'd be cool if the Bengals got in the playoffs, though. I'm rooting. You know, I'm gonna pick the Bengals just because I'm rooting for them. I think. Yeah, you know, I'm cool. gonna pick. I'm, I'm gonna change my pick. I'm that'd gonna be cool to too. see. Because our two, our talk to uh, candidates for I think you and me can both agree on this for hot seat at the beginning of the year were both was both Cliff Kingsbury and Zach Taylor. I think both have their jobs yeah. secured for next year. Yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah. And then with this Bills Bucks game, look, I'm picking the Buccaneers. I know I've heard before that Josh Allen doesn't lose back to back, but when the man you're playing is 32 and three against your franchise all time, I'm not picking against that. <laughs> and I think the I think the Bucks are just a better team. How about a swift kick in the balls for Bills fans? Yeah, you just got beat by the Patriots. Oh yeah, now you have to go play Tom Brady. Honestly, well, no, nah, I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to get you in trouble, Griff. I'm not going to say nothing wild on the show. I had a reputation for saying wild shit back in the day, but I won't do that right now. We'll say after I after the record button gets after I after I press the record button to turn off. I will. I will. Uh, I'll. Uh, we'll. We'll have those takes. Um, and then Sunday night football, in which a game I still don't understand why it is. Uh, on why it's Sunday night football with the Bears and the Packers. Look, I know it's a rivalry. I know it's historic, but like Jesus Christ, the Bears do not need to be on primetime this much. Both the Bears and the Vikings are on primetime this week and next week. Next week for Monday night football, it is Vikings and Bears. Like, no. What? Yeah, next Monday night. Who wants to watch that? Who, who wants to watch that? Honestly. Who? <laughs> what? Like, yo, honestly, like, who? what fan base is like, yeah, I can't wait to see you know, bears and fucking Vikings on Monday. Like, who's doing that? Who's the doing other, that? Uh, next week, too, we also have uh, Houston playing Jacksonville. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> look, I, look, I know they didn't, they didn't know, they didn't know this would happen. I understand. But you kind of, like, it, like, look, Monday Night Football, you kind of should have known that, look, these teams won't be good. Because like, no one, I don't think anyone thought the Texans would be good coming in this year. We knew the Jacksonville Jaguars had a rookie quarterback. Like, who's, who wants to see that, man? Who wants to see that? <laughs> no one. Um, this game, though, I'm saying this right now for Bears and Packers. The spread is 12 and a half. Give me Green Bay. Give me Green Bay. They're gonna, I think Green Bay is going to kill them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no matter. And also, too, like, like Matt Nagy's literally going to be week 17, like, coaching the game, and it's just going to be like, Oh, hey, yeah, Matt, you'll be gone in, like, the next six hours. Like, we all know what's coming. After the game, you're going to get called into the office, and it's going to be awkward, and it's going to be all, all right, thank you for your service, now get out. The the funny thing about him, <laughs> poor guy, you just tell he still cares. He's still out there getting up that it called. <laughs> like, man, you know you're going to get fired. Like, why do you care so much, man? But his team doesn't. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 And then one last game, the Monday Nighter, which I honestly, I, I'm excited for this game. Rams at Cardinals. Oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, I just love how the Monday Night crew has to go from, like, the snowy hell that was Buffalo, the snowy, windy hell of Buffalo to the desert. Hmm. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah, I, I do think the Cardinals are better. Yeah, you know Cardinals, what? I'm, I think they are better. Here, here's the other thing, too, with this game, with Rams-Cardinals. Like the Rams, like their front four. I know they have Aaron Donald, but they haven't been like impressive. Like I don't even think uh, Vaughn's gotten a sack since he's gotten there. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Cause uh, here's the thing, and that move is huge. Don't get me wrong, but like the thing that a lot of people don't realize, and this comes from I know it's gonna sound stupid, my very uh, low low experience level of actually playing, you know, high school. You know, whatever. But uh, continuity me- means a lot because I remember my junior. This is gonna sound very, very narcissistic, but it's true. But my junior year, 
we had three seniors that all played on the defensive line, and then they all graduated the next year. So my senior year, I was the only senior, and it was uh, it was three other well, the offside linebacker too. It was three other. One dude was a freshman, um, and the other two were juniors, and they had never played before. And uh, we never got it right. Like, uh, I'm not saying I was out here as some sort of menace, but uh, it was it was the continuity meant a lot because I had been playing with that group pretty much since I got in high school. You know what I mean? And then like when all of them were gone. Uh, I struggled too because the continuity wasn't there, and like this team, Aaron Donald hasn't looked like himself because they keep doing things different. They keep switching things up and changing things, and then you add Von Miller to all of this. And as great as Von Miller is, he's still a new dynamic. You know what I'm saying to this front seven. So like it's just it just it's not as simple as you just plugging guys in. And plugging names in, and it just works out, and everything's good. Like, no, this happened in the middle of the season. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, the continuity matters, especially on defense. That matters. You know what? You know, I, I I gotta say this. I do. Uh, it, it it matters a hell of a lot. It honestly matters, and even too, I feel like the. You know how baseball teams do this, where they just load up and then they go for a run, or even basketball, like how like even to. Aren't the Rams kind of like the Lakers right now, where everyone's expecting them like be this exactly. great team? And exactly. then that's a very good point. Yeah, I like mean, the, but real, real people, real, real basketball fans knew where we're going to happen with that. Russell Westbrook can't shoot; he wasn't going to learn how to shoot, so we we knew what was going. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I was guess. talking to someone about work at this at work today, and he brought up a really good point. He said, "Imagine if Anthony Davis had Nikola Jokic's drive." Exactly. Exactly. So it's the same thing with the Rams right now. Like it's the exact same thing. Like I'm going Cardinals here. I think look. They've been the most consistent team all year. They're looking good. But here's the thing, though. If the Rams lose this game bad, like, think about it. Before the game against the Jaguars, Titans beat them good. Niners just embarrassed them. And then the Packers outplayed them and made Matt Stafford look silly. Like, this is a game where I look at it, and I'm just like, you know what? Man, I am not. If you're, like, thinking the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl because of all this, you better start rethinking that. Yeah, it's just like maybe next year. Yeah, you know I mean, if they can keep a lot of this stuff together, maybe then. But yeah, yeah, but if they could bring him back, like for like the discount, maybe. Yeah, you know I mean, but like, it, it's just a it's a lot to just. Yeah, you know I mean, expect him to just come in and it's just jail because like it, it doesn't happen that way, man. Continuity yeah. matters. I I, I think. Vaughn will either stay for cheap and try to win a championship or he'll just go to a team where he can like, you know, get his last big paycheck before he ultimately retires. Yeah. And I'm only saying that because he's already been in the league for, this will be his 13th or uh, 12th season next year, I believe 12th or 13th. Man, that's crazy. Boy, way to make me feel old there. <laughs> way to make Sorry. me feel old. <laughs> like, dude, that, that, I know you're older than me, but that draft happened, and which I still say is probably the greatest draft of our generation so far, obviously, like because unless you want to count 1989 for you because I know you're older, but 20, in the 20, 2000s, that 2011 draft is one of the best. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Yeah, that draft's yeah. insane. If I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. that draft's nuts. Yeah, I got to look that draft up, but as I do that, do you have a good episode title name for this show, like for this podcast? Who the hell cares about these games? 
<laughs> I'm just gonna call it who the hell cares. They were like, what? Who? Honestly, honestly, who wants to watch the fucking Panthers and the Falcons? Who wants to watch this? Like, who wants to... <laughs> Not me. I, I know you have to. I get why you have to show it, and I understand how scheduling works. But like, the Panthers are decimated, and the Falcons are the Falcons. Like, who? Who wants to watch this, man? Who's cheering? Who? How, how can you be excited about either of these teams at the moment? You can't. Either way, good or bad, either way. <laughs> so I actually have the uh, top. Uh, I have the first round up right here, and I can read it off to you because the top seven is really impressive. So you had Cam Newton, Vaughn Miller, Marcel Darius, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, and then Alden Smith all went to the Pro Bowl. That's crazy, man. But then the quarterbacks, the first two quarterbacks taken were four. Uh, the first two after Cam. It was Jake Locker, then Tyrone Smith, then Blaine Gabbert, then J.J. Yeah. Watt. Yeah. Uh, and then even two, and then we're going to ignore Christian Ponder and Nick Fairley. Um, Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Nate Solder, Prince Amukamura, uh, Adrian Claiborne, Cameron Jordan, Mark Ingram, uh, Cameron Hayward, Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick. All these Kyle. dudes. Kyle, All these dudes were successful. Kyle Rudolph, Randall Cobb, Justin Houston, DeMarco Murray, Jarrell Casey, uh, KJ Wright, Jordan Cameron, uh, Julius Thomas, Anthony Sherman, Richard Sherman, was a Richard Sherman fifth round pick. Yeah. Uh, Pernell McPhee, Dwayne Harris, Tyrod Taylor, Jason Kelsey, which was a sixth round pick. Uh, let's see anyone else here. No, I'm not seeing anyone else towards the bottom. And then undrafted players, Dan Bailey. Uh, who else on here? Mario Addison, Kai Forbath, Chris Jones, Chris Harris Jr., uh, Dontrell Inman, Patrick DeMarco, Doug Baldwin. So oh, Chris Hogan, too. This 2011 is probably the best draft of our generation. I still have to say, though, if you look at best of all time, I still have to go 83 or 89. Yeah, yeah, it, it probably eighty three, to be honest. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, uh, I think it's about time we wrap up this show. It's been a good podcast. Hopefully, you guys are all set and enjoy week fourteen of the NFL season. Markeem, it was a blast, and we'll get to do this again sometime. Oh, oh, hold on, before we get out of here. All right, cool. Uh, I don't get what my Hokies are doing. Uh, you, you fired Justin Fuente, who you should have, by the way, you should have. Um, I don't even remember dude's name. But I was like, Jacksonville Jaguars tight end coach. That's <laughs> like, like he wild he wowed you that much that you replace a dude like I, you hired Fuente for because you saw what he did in Memphis. You saw how he turned around that program, and you go, hey, let's bring him in to replace one of the greatest college coaches of all time. And I get it, but you don't have to you don't have to make this decision now, like. We have a whole offseason in front of us. We don't know what the carousel is going to look like because not all the moves have happened, but they've already made their decision and bringing in the Jacksonville Jaguars tight end coach. And I'm going to keep saying it that way because I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Can, can I tell? I'm, I'm also going to say something with the college coaching tree or carousel, excuse me. I told Big Rat like a year and a half ago on one of his first appearances on here. I said, Mario Cristobal, well, I basically said to them that I was like, how long until Mario Cristobal coaches at Miami? And now look where we are. <laughs> what did he say? Curious. 
he was like he I think he wanted it, but he was like he just knew what the buyout was going to be from Oregon. So I felt like I didn't know if they were going to do it. But after we saw what USC did to get Lincoln Riley, I think any college will be paying the and that will be willing yo, to pay the money for their guy. That, that's insane. That that whole situation is insane. Like <laughs> they bought like, both of his houses for five hundred thousand dollars over asking. Bro, bro, Lincoln Riley, you know, offensive genius, but I think he's kind of a punk, man. He's kind, he's kind of a punk. He, he, he ran, he, let's call it what it is. He ran from the SEC. He ran from him. He yeah. ran from Nick Saban. He ran from the environments every week. He did that to take a job at Southern Cal who have been, who have, have pretty much been rebuilding themselves since Pete Carroll left. And this is the job you take. Come on, man. That's a bitch move. <laughs> That's a bitch move. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I would take the money too, but he he really took this job for the money. 100%. Isn't it kind of funny that if he co- if if they had won against Oklahoma State, he doesn't take that job? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, d- I don't know because you know Oklahoma to the SEC. That's that's happening. It's happening. When when is that happening exactly? Because I know there's Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and I want to say BYU moving to the Big Twelve. I think in twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, I think that's the year. That same year, I want to say. I believe it's that same season. Did you like the Brent Venable hiring hire for Oklahoma though, or not really? Um, I mean that that's if you're scrambling for a guy that wasn't bad. It's not a bad hire at all because they, yeah. you know, I don't think they expected to lose Riley. I don't think so either. So you know, if you're scrambling to get a guy, that that's not a bad guy to get <laughs> at all. <laughs> Man, wanna- you know who you know who would have been good for them. Urban Meyer. <laughs> I loved everyone saying that for Notre Dame, and then everyone was just like, "No, like, no." Like, I like what I like what Notre Dame did for a coaching. Honestly, man, that that situation was crazy too. I just like the fact they kept everyone in house. Like, I don't know if you saw this too with uh, Miami, but you know how Oregon has that one strength and conditioning coach with the giant must, not the giant mustache, but the really well kept mustache. Yeah, yeah. They they he's going to Oregon with Cristobal. He's gone from Oregon with Chris Wall, excuse me. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like it wasn't, you know, if you're scrambling for a guy, he, he wasn't a bad dude to get. Yeah, exactly. I don't it's one of those things understand. Yeah, I agree with that. And then I also like to the uh, Billy Napier hire for Florida. It may take a we'll, while, but I just we'll, say. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That, that Florida, man, I, I I'm not saying that. They should have kept Mullen. No, no, I'm not saying that. But I do feel like they fired him without a plan. Yeah, they just kind of fired him for the sake they, of getting They fired ready. him because they felt like they had to. Exactly. And then I was going to say this too. Do you think Coach O will end up anywhere, or do you think he's going to kind of lay low for a bit? <laughs> if I'm him, I just chill, man. I just, I just hang out. <laughs> I, I'm in no rush to get back into coaching if I'm him. But, you know, I'm not him. I don't know. I think if someone offers him enough money, he'll do it. But I think if not, I think he doesn't mind laying low for a couple of years. Yeah, I'd, I'd just chill, man. Exactly. You have, you have a, quote, national championship, end quote. <laughs> just chill. Well, I mean, his that might be the greatest year in college football history that we've ever seen. Yeah, from any team. Definitely the best year from a quarterback like we ever seen. And it, I don't think it'll ever be topped either. I think that... Joe Burrow has the greatest season any quarterback will ever have in history. Oh, 100%. Like, I, he, I just think 
he played perfect football every game. You know what I'm saying? On the big stage, little stage, perfect football. He did not have a bad game that whole season. Yeah. Greatest season ever. And it'll never, it'll never be top. Oh, no. also, I have something to say, too, about the bowl games and more importantly, one New Year's Six game I saw some people dunking on. I am actually excited, really excited for the Rose Bowl this year between Utah and Ohio State. Hey, that game's going to be amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't, because I, I, I'm hearing like people say, oh man, Ohio State's is going to crush them. I, okay. Utah can run the ball really can well. Run the ball. The defense. Okay. That's all they, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> they just, they just mantled Oregon twice in a two week period. Sam. I think Ohio State's going to win also, but that game's going to be amazing. Yeah. And also, do I, I think Bay, um, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, good That's game. That's going to be good too. And yeah. then uh, I, I I think Baylor and Ole Miss can be a good game as well. Mm, I do I don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't I hate to get that fool his credit, but uh, he's done a good job this year. Lane Kiff has done a good job with them. Yes, I, I I also think to the coach. Uh, and I can't and I can't believe you you have no idea how big that is for me to say that Griff, but he has. He's done a good job this year. Yeah, and there was all the rumors with him too going to Florida and stuff as well. I think he's going to stay at Ole Miss for a bit. If I was him, I would, because the first time he's been everywhere, anywhere, and it worked. Just stay yeah. where you are. <laughs> oh, what a horrible coach! I don't give a fuck. I know he's done, he's done well this year, but I hate him. Can't I, stand him. You know what? I completely understand. Hate him. everyone. Everyone has everyone has different ways of thinking of different people. It is what it is. Ever since he uh, ruined Matt Barker's life, he stole two Gatorades from me. It's a long story. Like I'm not, I'm not. That's a true story too. He stole two Gatorades from me, and he ruined Matt Barkley's life. I hate that guy. Fuck him. Oh my. <laughs> Just plain old fuck him. Who cares? A, 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 ask kid about that if you don't know that story. Ask him about the Gatorade story. He'll tell you. You know what? I'm gonna have to have the three of you back on. I'm gonna have to do. We'll have to do a podcast the three of us sometime. Yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil knows that story too. All right. You know what? Any one of those guys, like if even. Two, for example, like I was trying to get uh, maybe trying to find a third person for tonight, whether it be like Phil, Big Rat, Danny, like any one of those guys, because two person podcasts are fun. Three is good. Four, like two to four is my ideal one. And then I've done it for five before, but five is just too many, in my opinion, because sometimes someone will be not talking for like half an hour. Yeah, five five is too many people. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, guys, this has been who gives a shit about these games or, or, or should we do who gives a shit about these games? I don't want to do it too, too long. I'm just going to say. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? Some people are gonna see the title and be like, "What?" I'm gonna what? be like, descriptions. The ti- title. This. Or no? How about we do this? Deceiving title. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> That's funny. I'll put deceiving title in front of it though, just so people don't like get away from it. They're like, "What the hell?" But anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Episode number one hundred and thirty-six of YWC Football Talk. I'll be back with the football guru himself, Rust Russell Baxter, this coming Monday night. So stay tuned to that. Ah, joy. Week fourteen, everyone. Have a good night. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.